0: Welcome everyone. You are listening to the I Am a Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show. It will probably suck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. Lake Lanier was awesome last weekend. Everybody was in Seattle freezing their ass off. We was in Lake Lanier loving life in the warm weather. I ended up placing fifth place in my age group, and I was in second right behind my bro Bruce Jackson, who placed first. We come into the spear throw. I missed my spear. I did my 30 burpees. I was still able to climb back to fifth place, which was pretty epic, I think, after having to do 30 burpees. I tripped. The sandbag carry was, like, really close to the end, and you had to run down, like, this sandy hill because it was close to the lake front. I had it draped across my shoulders, and I saw a piece of vine on the ground, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, I hope I don't trip on that. About that time, smack. I landed right on my face, the sandbags like right behind my head, pushing my face into the sand even more. I stood up as fast as I could and kept running with it. I can't remember if I lost any positions or not, but I don't think I did. Uh, But after uh, we finished the age group heat, me, my buddy Michael, my girlfriend Leanne, and uh, one of my listeners, uh, uh, Joe Laffery, I think that's his last name, I see him at all the races and uh I told him we was running some extra laps and he's like, Cool, I'm gonna come with and he run two laps with us and uh I ended up uh after they had to go and my girlfriend sat out the last one, but I ran the last heat of the day at three o'clock, you know, something I've never done and I figured, Hey, this might be cool to run the last lap and went out there and just had a good time, man. That was that course was worth doing more than once and uh It was just a good day to be at a Spartan race. And I love being able to do extra laps, you know, in in good weather and at a good race. And it was a good time. And then I went to the Olive Garden and killed a tour of Italy afterwards. It was great. Cool. So on this episode, I have uh, an awesome uh, Masters runner in Spartan race. He used to kill it back when they still paid Uh, for podiums and masters and he's killing it in his age group now uh so i'm sure you've seen him at the race if you've been to any race in the southeast i'm sure you've seen this guy his name's joe rivera and he is just a super badass and here goes the interview posolito rivera what is up my friend
0: hey how's it going my friend good to hear from you
1: Yeah, good, man. So I'm probably, I'm going to call you Joe because it's hard for me to say your first name, man. I'm a simple-minded South Georgia person, man.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty simple-minded myself. That's why I go by Joe. It makes it a lot easier for everybody and uh, don't get my name butchered up too much.
1: Right. So, so Joe, man, tell me a little bit about like where you're from, man, and how old you are, man, and, and how you got into fitness and everything, bro.
0: Well, um, I grew up in uh, New England area, born in Connecticut, grew up in Massachusetts, uh, 52 right now, currently uh, working my way up to 53 here and uh, toward the end of the year here and uh, uh, just been uh, relatively active most of my life. I didn't start sports, uh, really uh, the running portion uh, till I was a uh, sophomore in, in high school where I ran uh, some cross country and did some wrestling a little bit and and uh stayed active a little bit uh after high school then you go to college and at 22 joined the uh joined the marines and that pretty much forces you to stay pretty active all the time so right. but uh running was always always kind of natural for me as far as liking it even though I try to convince myself I don't like it but I do
1: <laughs> so. so joe what made you decide when you were that age to uh, uh join the marines
0: um uh, you know, you get to a point in your life where things just aren't going your, you know, the right way and you're kind of making, you know, dumb choices and dumb decisions. And I, I kind of realized that early on before it really affected my life that I needed to make a big change in my life and, uh, you know, chose, chose to join the Marines uh, to just kind of refocus my life. And, you know, and at that point I was already married and had a daughter at that point. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. So well, I got in 22, uh, you know, um, you know, I had already had my, my daughter was already born and stuff like that. So so it was a big it was a big challenge and uh, oh, uh, a, a big gamble. But uh, I don't regret any of it at all. You know, I put in uh, a tour of active duty and got out and stayed in the reserves and retired with 22 years between active duty and uh and reserve time and with three deployments, desert storm and two deployments to Iraq, you know, I don't regret any, any part of it. It's been, been good for me, you know, so managed to, uh, you know, to get through the ranks pretty good. You know, my, my, my thought process was, you know, as long as I keep my nose clean and do what I need to do and, you know, always work on self-improvement, you know, I should do fine. And, you know, I retired as a E nine Sergeant major, you know, with 22 years in the Corps, So,
1: Wow, that's awesome, man! So, so what did you do? Like, in, in, what did you do in the Marines? Were you like infantry, or
0: I started off as a, a surveyor for artillery. So we went to Desert Storm. Uh, you know, I was uh, working with artillery, um, but putting out survey control points. So the uh, so the big guns know where they were shooting from, and they would know where they're shooting to. And right. we came back from that. Then uh, when I got off active duty, and went to reserves. I went uh, into aircraft firefighting. Oh, wow. uh, so did that for uh, a few years uh, and then transferred to the East Coast. At that time, my current wife uh, was in the Navy, and uh, so we got orders to the East Coast. And uh, I, I changed to a new unit, was there for a couple years, uh, and uh, decided that, uh, you know, I needed to just kind of stay focused and continue my path of what I want to do. I got promoted to E-8 First Sergeant. Uh Transferred to a new unit, promoted, and deployed all in the same month of uh, 2003. So that was uh, a big eye-opener and uh, a good learning experience. Yep. And came back, and uh, then uh, a couple years later, deployed again. I was selected for Sergeant Major and uh, did a tour with that uh, over there. Uh, Did a couple more years Sergeant Major and then retired at 22 years. So So it's been uh, pretty eventful pretty good
1: when it sounds like it man you got any good war stories
0: uh you know there's always war stories you know there's always good and good and
1: bad stuff good and bad yeah
0: at the end of the day you know as long as you know you know most of your marines came back you know and uh you know all your marines come back you always want to hope that all your marines come back but you know you know war doesn't always uh you know make it happen that way but uh yeah you know saw a lot of a lot of hardship out there and, you know, what people go through. It makes you appreciate, you know, the things you have here in life. You know, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, always a, a learning curve and, and uh, you know, it makes you appreciate things better.
1: So how was, I mean, when you decided, I mean, 22 years, that was a really long time in the service, man. Like what was going through your mind where you were like, okay, I'm fixing to retire. I mean, that had to be like a whole new world, you know, coming out of the core like that.
0: You know, um, Throughout my career in the core, it's, you know, it was always one accomplishment, you know, then set a new goal and, and try to accomplish that, you know, work on my next promotion and then accomplish that, you know. It's So, throughout my whole life, you know, I've always been, you know, taught that, you know, never stop pushing for for, for the next goal that you want. And, and uh, you know, when I got promoted to E9, you know, everything at that point, you know, pretty much is you know, lateral movements, you know, as an E9, yeah. I could have stayed in longer if I wanted to, but I, I felt that I, I fulfilled what I wanted to do and, you know, me getting out was a good opportunity to open up promotion for somebody else that, you know, wanted to get promoted to to, to E9, and stuff like that, you know, because you stay in a long time, you hold up promotion spots, you know, at some point in your career, you end up just being in positions that, uh, you're really just kind of filling it, filling, filling a spot, so to speak, so, I decided to get out at 22 years and you know continue working my civilian job and you know which I still do now with the with maintenance and post service and uh, and decided to, uh I started mobile with the with the gym and after four years decided to open it up and this month uh, was a year anniversary of having the uh, the gym set up so.
1: Oh, cool, man. Well, man, I want to personally thank you for you know for all your years of service in the Corps, man. I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, the sacrifices that y'all make for all of us, man. So I personally just want to thank you for that, man.
0: No, I appreciate appreciate all the support that we get. You know, it's 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 very very humbling. So.
1: And so, how long after you? Because, you know, you've got a gym called uh, Get It Core Fitness. How, how long after you retired from the Marines did you decide you was going to go on this next venture?
0: Uh, let's see. I kind of had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something, you know, physical fitness-wise. So I started off, you know, once I started getting involved in the OCR again, because I actually had done my first OCR race back in '95 through 97 in california so i'm kind of i'm kind of one of the old school uh ocr racers mud run racers you know from you know that's been doing it for for a long time and you know when when they started popping back up here in florida for the first time in uh in 2010 uh here locally i started getting back into it you know i wanted to do something that was going to Maintain my physical fitness for myself, but you know, but for my friends also that wanted to train with me, and and uh, I ended up buying a trailer and some equipment and stuff like that, and opened up the mobile business. Yeah. Did that for about four years, you know, uh, working out of parking lots and
1: oh, having cool. Sunday,
0: yeah, su- Sunday afternoon training. I mean, Sunday morning training sessions, and you know, I'd get anywhere between you know a handful of people to twenty plus people coming out and working out in a parking lot, you know, flipping tires and carrying heavy stuff and, you know, doing pull-ups and stuff like that out of a trailer. And, uh, and after four years decided that, uh, you know, it was time to go ahead and venture off, take the leap of faith and, you know, get a brick and mortar and rent a place and, and build what we got now. So
1: that's really cool. You know, having a mobile kind of like workout gym like that. that was a really good idea.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was, uh, it's, it's a good way to get started, you know.
1: Yeah. And I noticed you've been running Spartan ever since they show results going all the way back to 2011. And there's not a lot of races where you didn't get in the top three of your age group.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, back in the beginning in Florida, uh, you know, I was, you know, because it was so relatively new, mm-hmm. you know, I'd get out there and, you know, I'd, I'd hold my own, you know, usually top 10, top five finishes overall you know, back in the beginning, you know, until they started getting recognized a lot more and you got, you know, a lot more athletes coming out. But, uh, yeah, I remember racing, uh, 2011 Spartan down in Miami. And that's the first time I met Hobie call down there. And, and, uh, when he came onto the scene and, you know, he, 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 uh, he,
1: was crushing.
0: Oh, he was crushing. He was crushing. I think I got like fifth or sixth, uh, that day at at that event. But, uh, those, those were back in the day, you know, but, uh, Still out there, you know, pushing hard and, you know, trying to, trying to just just stay healthy and, and live life to the fullest.
1: Right. Well, man, tell us about your gym. I went to the website and checked it out, man. It looks like a top-notch facility, man.
0: Yeah, so we, uh, we specialize in, in a couple things. You know, we, we, we do a little strength and conditioning that uh, I have uh, Bruce Jackson and uh, my buddy Jeffrey, who, who does the strength and conditioning in the morning. Um, Bruce Jackson does it in the evenings, uh, um, Saturdays we have a, uh, a cardio core workout that Jeff does. And, um, we do obstacle course training on Tuesdays and Thursdays that's specifically for obstacle technique. We teach, uh, you know, obstacle efficiency, muscle efficiency, all kinds of stuff like that. And then we do cardio core classes, functional fitness classes in the mornings, during the week, and then in the evenings, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then lunchtime, we have a uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, our girl that does our, our weight loss program, she also does a HIT training uh, at 12 noon. So we got a wide variety of stuff that we do at our facility. Plus, we've built uh, numerous, numerous obstacles that you'll see at local races, Plus, uh, added a lot of the Spartan race. As a Matter of fact, we just got done uh, putting together the uh, that, the tabletop, you know, which is a simple obstacle, but it's right. it really really uh, tough on a lot of people to, to get up on that thing. Yeah, so if we it's just
1: like built super that. Wet, and, that's and, a difficult one.
0: Yes, yes, Yeah. yeah. So we got uh, cargo net, we got tri traverse, traverse, uh, several walls, Z wall.
1: Yeah, Bruce Purquoise. was telling me y'all just made a Z-Wall. Yes,
0: yes. And that's
1: um, that's, a, that's a good thing for Bruce since he fell off of it at Charlotte. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we found out
0: that you can use the set of braces now, so. That's right. You know, but. Uh, we all yeah, love a,
1: Bruce Jackson, though.
0: Yeah, so if you come down one time, you know, if you can stop by, it, uh, you'll uh, you'll appreciate the place, you know. Man, you let's get a just. Good workout, so. I
1: just saw a few pictures of the place, and I was like, man, this is. This is serious. I mean, this a, looks like a really, you know, cool gym to go to. And it's in the Jacksonville area, right?
0: Yes, yes. Yep. It's uh, down by the town center in Jacksonville. So it's uh, pretty convenient for for a lot of people. And uh, you know, usually when there's races coming up, we get a lot of drop-ins, you know, coming in just to do obstacle training. Uh, so it's, it's very convenient. Uh, you know, we got multi-rig, we got rings, uh, monkey fat bar, monkey bars uh twister you know all kinds of tires to flip we got spear throw we got we got it all atlas yep. balls
1: that's cool man so and i and i realized you know i saw a bunch of different packages and you know how if you just wanted to come in there for the day you know you had that too and they have one and one-on-one training and everything but it, it the gym itself it, it, it's for like anybody from any fitness level to get started out right
0: yeah, absolutely. We have uh, people that uh, from, you, you know, young people all the way into their 60s that come and train there and to do obstacles also, you know, because they, a lot of open 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 uh, open racers that, you know, do open races that Spartan and stuff like that. They just want to learn the proper techniques so they won't be doing a whole lot of burpees and stuff like that. So um, and we go through we really teach how to get through the obstacles the most efficient way. You know, not just have you go through monkey bars. We teach you the most efficient way to get through monkey bars. And, uh, you know, everything about grip strengths, what to do to to maintain grip strengths, to strengthen your grip, you know, and stuff like that. So we cover, cover a lot of areas.
1: That's cool, man. That's cool. I noticed on your website you had, like, a a schedule for, like, all the races. But it wasn't, like all the races that, you know, like Spartan had to offer, it was a lot of just close ones around, around here. Is that going to be the races that somebody from the gym's going to be going to, or is that just a, in general, just what you put up there?
0: Yeah, we try to, we try to support the Florida market. Uh, you know, the races that are usually here locally in, in the Florida area, especially North Florida, Tampa area, Orlando area, you know, um, we do a lot of work with, uh, like, OCR United, and, and uh, so they, uh, you know, we try to pro- help them promote some of the races that they they promote. Um, you know, Savage Races, we try to, you know, promote some of the Savage Races. We try, you know, we want people to be able to be diverse and, and not just do the Spartan races, but do all the races that are available because, right. you know, obstacles are different, rules are different, techniques are different. Oh, yeah. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, Savage is probably going to be one of the better ones round for grip obstacles for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so I noticed like on, on your Facebook page, you'll post, you know, when Spartan announces their age group uh, category awards or who placed what, you'll always point out that there's always several in the uh, in the top ten that have always come from your gym too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've but we've cool. done really well, you know – Most of last year and and so far all of this year, we've we've done really well representing, you know, getting core fitness at Spartan. Uh, We've had a lot of a lot of members that have never podium before, you know, podium this year um, several times already. And uh, so we want to just give them recognition, you know, that, you know, they're they're doing well. The hard work that they're doing at the gym is paying off. And not only, not only are they, you know, doing obstacle course races, but, you know, they do a lot of road races and they, they've been podium a lot at, uh, at, uh, road races too. So, you know, we, we try to give our members just a lot of kudos, you know?
1: Right. Well, shoot, man, I think that's, that's pretty awesome. So, so did you, when you retired from the Marines, did you go straight to, you know, doing this, this fitness thing or did you have like some jobs in between?
0: No, no, I, I, I do building maintenance for the post office, so I was doing that oh. for a while. First, yeah.
1: So you're still doing that too?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I'm kind of like burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. But uh,
1: I hear you. I hear you. It sounds like you're busy all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gotten better because you know I've, I've, you know I've got, uh, you know Bruce has been helping me out, and Evans, Evan Summers has been helping me out. You know, handling the, a lot of the uh, administrative stuff of the gym. The uh, all the website stuff, all those cool videos that you see uh, on our website, you know, Evan puts those together and stuff like that, so all the promotional stuff, so.
1: That's cool, man. I wouldn't say, I'm trying to think if I've met Evan yet. I don't know if I've met Uh, him or not.
0: I think you have. uh, Ashley, uh, she runs Elite. Uh, That's his fiance, Ashley Lorraine. Right. Yeah, the short one. Uh, I think you've met him.
1: I think I I met him when we was waiting for podiums one day and Bruce got up there or something like that, I think. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. He's usually taking all the pictures and video and stuff like that and,
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah yeah, I think I remember now. So, um, how do you feel about you know, you're you've come from the masters side of Spartan, you know, and two years ago they let that go, you know. How do you feel about where like Spartans at now with their age group series, and how does that? How do you feel? Do you like it more or do you like it worse? Because of course now you know, masters aren't getting a payout.
0: Right. Um, it, the transition was a little bit difficult at first because I've always raced. You know, if I wasn't racing elite back in the day, I've you know I've always raced in in masters. So when they when they made that change, you know, we didn't know really what was going to happen as far as the, the age group brackets. But, you know, as time went on, we saw that really a lot of good athletes kind of merged over to the age group. And the age group brackets have become really a, a somewhat dominant field when it comes to the level of competition that's, that's there, you know. And the, even in my own age group, there's there's – a big handful of guys that, you know, on any given day, it you know, they're they're placing, you know, not only really good in their age group, but, you know, in the top ten overall of all age groups, you know.
1: Oh, I agree. So, I mean, the, the age yeah. group heats are getting bigger, and it seems like the elite heat is getting smaller. I mean, and a lot yeah, of times so. you, you compare the times and you'll see the – you know the podium finishers in the age group are usually close to the top 10 times in a elite so
0: yeah i missed the payouts and i missed the free races but uh you know i think they can maybe do something a little bit more for for the uh for the podium finishers but i mean it is what it is you know yeah. we still enjoy going out there and and just competing you know you know against uh whoever shows up it's it's great.
1: Yeah, I think it would be better if you know Spartan did did it more like Savage does. You know what I mean? Like you have that one big heat go out, and you just award age group awards in that one heat, and that way it's easier to referee that one heat as opposed to five different heats of you know com, um, competitive waves going out. Right. Me personally. Um,
0: yeah, the other thing I don't like is is how how late they do the uh, the awards for the age group brackets. I'm pretty sure that early on you you should be able to know, yeah, based on the first couple finishers that come in, you know. But um, you know, we don't know what happens behind the scenes, so it's 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 hard to speculate. You know, you know, or, uh, you know what goes on. But, um, you know, we all wish that they, they did it a little bit earlier, especially the people that have to leave early or have to catch a flight or stuff like that, you
1: know. Yeah, uh, I know some people that's had to just know. leave and not, you know, even get the podium pictures or get their medal because they've had to catch a flight on Sunday to get back home, you know.
0: Yeah, so hopefully they can come up with stuff like that and make arrangements for those, kind, you know, folks like that. Like, I know a few people that are going down to Miami to race on Saturday and they got to leave right after and you know, whether the podium or not. So, so it's, you know, it's a shame if, you know, they miss out on a podium finish because they had to leave, you
1: know? Yeah. And I've noticed that, and me and my girlfriend both have noticed that a little later in the morning time, you'll come to some obstacles and they'll already have the camera removed, especially like on a beast distance or ultra distance, you know, of course I know they can't filter people doing burpees all day long during an ultra but they'll pull yeah. up those burpee cameras really early on a on a beast before all the age group have gone through which and i mean i understand that once it gets to a certain point you know it, that they're probably only monitoring the top 10 i imagine coming yeah. through it's, it's
0: it's it's hard to tell too you know yeah. you, you would hope that they would leave them out there a little bit longer but you know at the same time you know it's i think people need to to kind of police themselves so to speak you know have integrity and make sure that they're you know if they got to do burpees that they're doing and correctly and then doing them you know the number that they're required to do yeah
1: because not only not only is it uh whether you did your burpees or not it's whether you did them correctly because there's been a lot of penalties uh already because people did not do correct form burpees and oh yeah i yeah. know i think somebody lost a podium spot in elite at uh charlotte i think maybe
0: yep yeah so i know i always if i got to do burpees which is usually only on the spear anyway uh when i do and uh i always try to knock out that one extra just in case you know yep. get that number 31 just in case you know i either miscounted or did, did one wrong so
1: yeah, that's what I do, too. You know, when they bring my headband back and they leave it on the ground, I'll make sure I got to jump down one more time and pick up that headband on the last one to get 31 in.
0: Yeah, yeah, good good, call on that. So.
1: And, uh, you know, I always want to make sure I'm out there doing it right because, to me, I've never done a single Spartan race, open or elite, where I didn't do all my burpees if I failed an obstacle. It's just, to me, um, personally, I – I want want the integrity to say, I did the race, I did what was required to do the race, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's just, I've always been that way, and, you know, I've always had, been running with a group, and somebody be like, well, I'll do 10 of them for you, and I was like, no, I got it, I'll do all of mine, you know, I don't mind, you know, I've just, I've always wanted to just know at that finish line, I did everything on the race that I was required to do, you know? Yeah. None of us like doing them. Um, last Nobody likes doing them.
0: Yeah, last year, last year was a good year for me. I I did a total of ninety burpees out of fourteen races, and that was just three three spear misses throughout the whole season. So
1: yeah, that's awesome. I,
0: I had a good year last year, so.
1: I need to come to your gym and let you show me how to throw the spear. I got a good throw, but my accuracy is off.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm still I'm still trying to hone mine in, and I think I, ch- I just changed my technique uh, this year, and I think. I, I should be good because right now I'm sitting at, uh, at 50%, you know, right for the year, four races. And I've missed it twice and, and, uh, and got it twice. So.
1: Right on. You got on the podium at all the races you've done so far too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, you know, missing my spear, you know, it costs me, uh, you know, first place finishes or at least, you know, I hoped it would, you know, it was first place finishes, uh, so I got uh two second places and uh you know, as I watch my, my strong competitor run by when he makes his spear, you know, it's always it's always uh uh what's the word I'm looking for, you know, like like uh, Yeah, disappointing. There you go. It's always disappointing when you see him make the spear right where you just missed yours and you know, but hey, that's the name of the game and you know, it's you know, you look forward to to racing against them afterwards, you know?
1: Yeah, that's that's just that's part of Spartan racing, you know. You got that yeah. good spear throw day, you got that bad spear throw day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then with these new um these new uh spear throw these those bales or whatever they called uh targets. they just seem a little bit much narrower and I think I let it just get into my head. Yeah. You know, but uh yeah, time to get past that and, and just you know, nail it every time,
1: so. I think my problem this year is I've missed it twice, and I've thrown it too high both times. Yeah. So, so I remember, do you remember David Blanchard that used to run? Yes, I yes. miss that guy, man.
0: Yeah, I, remember, I haven't heard from him in a while. Him and I have been racing for years, even, even before we started doing the Spartans pretty heavy. Uh, we used to do a lot of lof- the local Florida races, and... uh You know, he was a great guy. He went from, like, a 200-something-pound, you know, big muscle guy to trim, you know, 165, 169-pound, you know, lean, freaking fast, fast competitor,
1: you know? Yeah, man. He he was always just the coolest to hang out with after the race, you know, and shoot the shit. But it's like once they took away Masters, I guess he was just – he got frustrated with Spartan. I think he was – getting into doing a lot of road racing at that point. But, man, I, I I looked for him on Instagram the other day, and I couldn't even find him on there. I don't know what's going on with him.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. I'm hoping that he'll be down in, in the South Florida race because he lives, he lives really close to there.
1: Oh, I hope so. so. I'd, I'd love to see him and just hang out with him, man. That guy was cool, man. I looked up to him. I always cheered him on every time I saw him. Of course, he was always, like, finishing the bucket as I was coming to it or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, him and I have had many battles on 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 the courses, and
1: uh, I remember seeing you know. y'all battle too.
0: So he's 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 a good guy.
1: Y'all would always guy. be really close to each other on carries. I remember that.
0: Oh yeah, yep, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm hopefully, hopefully, we'll see him in South Florida if he, if he shows up. Because, like I said, it's it's close to where he lives. So.
1: Yeah, this will uh, be my first time going that far south to Florida for a race. So I'm looking oh, you're gonna forward go down to it. There? Oh, yeah, I'll be down there. Good. i usually go to new jersey but we're taking new jersey off this year we're gonna to go to south florida i got a good day di- i had some points on my credit card so i'm gonna stay at a beach at a beach resort so we're gonna have a little beach vacation and a race vacation at the same time nice nice yeah looking forward to it
0: great way to do it i was curious how many people were gonna go up to new jersey how many were gonna come down to florida so yeah. it, it looks like sunday sunday in miami you know according to what i was looking at the start times you know like, I'm combined, my age group is combined from 50 all the way to, into 60s, and then all the 14 through, like, 20 something. Yeah. so I think those waves are
1: kind of small, so
0: Yeah, I think they're combining all of us, so usually I get caught up in the hype of trying to run against the younger guys, you know, and, right. and uh, you know, but, yeah. It's,
1: Do you it's, try to, like, does that affect you when you're racing, too? Do you try to get out in front and stay in front of the whole heat the whole time?
0: I try to get out in in, in kind of like the lead pack and just kind of gauge on who right. I think it's gonna, you know, fall back or who's gonna fail obstacles because you know I I, I I can usually tell. Right. Um, I'm not gonna fail an obstacle, especially if it's dry conditions. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna fail an obstacle, so usually that's when I catch a lot of those guys is or pull them back is you know it's d- during those time frames. But you know I know the guys that that are definitely you know stay out there and 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 run hard you know there's a few guys in the 20s that that uh, i see every race and usually those are the ones that it's hard for me to stay up with them you
1: yeah, know brian Beal. he run and caleb yates they're in 20 somethings and they run really good yeah i think yeah. caleb had the second best time at lake lanier this past weekend i think bruce was first
0: yeah yep and then uh had the third? i know wayne carter uh he ran well he got yeah uh, third place uh uh for his age group, I think. Yeah. He's the first place. I can't remember, but he ran good. He's he's one of those guys that you look and he looks pretty big, but he's he's fast as hell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was I was with him until I missed my spear throw at Lanier. <laughs> oh, you missed it on Lanier? Oh yeah. I was. I, Bruce had, had just thrown his spear, and I stood right beside him. And I, I mean, I told him good job as he was running away, and then I threw mine, and mine missed it, and I saw wayne wayne come by and then uh Laslo. he's in my age group he'd come by sir and then there was yeah. a heel that was right after it and i did my 30 burpees and i had to walk that heel i was gassed uh,
0: so it sounds like you guys were in a tight pretty tight pack pretty much
1: yeah we we were i was still able to manage a, a fifth place so that was pretty good yeah. you know having to do 30 burpees i was i was happy with that
0: well with the new format and the three miles it's I mean, missing your spear, it, it really costs you oh, now. Yeah,
1: you
0: know, yeah. versus when you know it was a either a four mile, four and a half mile, five mile course. You know, for the sprint, you know, you had some time to to recover. There's really in the competitive field, there's really no time to recover. You miss your spear, you're, you're yeah, dropping down
1: a few notches. Yeah, it's gone. Just yeah, cut and dry. I mean, you know. in, in a super, you can probably still get away with that, but you know, yeah, um, Unless you're really good at recovering from thirty burpees, you're gonna have you're gonna have problems. Yeah. Because most of the time in a sprint, everybody's wide open, doing as fast and hard as they can.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the new format, you know. I do too. But uh, as far as, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always an obstacle completion kind of guy. You know, yeah. I'm not a penalty, you know, burpee, you know, kind of guy. But, you know, that's what Spartan does, and, you know, so that's what we do, you know. Yeah.
1: Uh, yep, you do the 30 burpees, but... Yeah, you know, but I, I, I'm i like you. I like the new format, you know, making it more of a three miles. It makes it a good sprint race, and, and to mm-hmm. me that's cool. And then you have the Super, which is still, I mean, a pretty, you know, you're running wide open on the Super too, but at least there's, there's room where if you're a good runner, you can have an error and you can still have a chance to come back, you know. Right, right. And, and I like how they're putting – they're making the sprints have some of the lesser grip obstacles and the super and the beast are kind of moving it up in the, you know, as harder grip obstacles, too. That, I've noticed they've been doing that as standard, whereas Olympus and Twister, they're super and beast obstacles and, and the new beater obstacle. You won't see those on a sprint. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, I and that they, makes sense, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I think they're just focusing, uh, you know, try to... Through the heavy the heavy carries and, and the fast running is is what they're focusing on but uh, which which is good you know
1: yeah yeah totally agree.
0: brings out the best in the athletes you know it's like I said you got for the sprints you just got to get out there fast and kind of break that pack up and see who hangs and who doesn't hang you know and yeah. uh, and then then work off of that and hope you don't you know miss an obstacle or miss a spear and uh. so what are your predictions for Miami for uh, for
1: North for South Florida. Oh man, I, I, I mean, depending on who shows up, if I bet Cole will probably be down there too. But I yeah. mean, I can tell you one thing: Bruce is going to beat me. <laughs> yeah,
0: Bruce has come a long way.
1: Man, he's he's, he's pretty tough. So fast. Yeah, he he's super fast. I mean, I was telling him, I was talking to his son, and he told me he was he had had a fever the morning of the race, and. And I could tell it because most of the time during a race, like after the first half mile, most of the time, Bruce is out of sight for me. I can't even see him. And for me to get close enough to him, besides him putting a bucket down and me picking mine up or I'm picking up my sandbag when he's putting his down. I mean, for me to see him at the spear and I walk in right behind him, I could tell, you know, he wasn't 100 percent. and. He, you know, he messaged me the next day and said he had to go to the ER and he had strep. So I mean, that, that's Bruce is tough as nails to run that whole race and he had strep and still got first place overall in the age group. He's.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He ran hard. He pushed hard. So
1: he's a badass.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm hoping, hoping Miami uh, can get in the uh, at least the top ten overall. So that's my my goal.
1: Yeah i've never been to the miami uh and i, I want to say isn't it at a different venue this time than it was last time
0: yeah it's a, it's a new venue
1: yeah uh, so what have the miami races been like in the past
0: the other the other courses
1: yeah they're pretty uh, flat they've and been relatively
0: flat fast yeah yeah not maybe some sugar sand here and there but uh relatively a fast flat
1: course so is the i mean i know there's like a lot of healthy you know physically active people that live in the miami and south florida area does the competition usually a little harder down there in miami than some say some of the other races
0: uh it, it, it varies it varies i mean i do i do usually pretty good at at the florida races so at least for my age group, or for or for masters, it all depends on who shows up. Um, but for I think, I think a lot of the the top runners that usually come out come from out of town.
1: Right, they're or, usually the same people you see at all the races.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, other than then you know you get a couple of local guys that you know do okay, but uh, I think I think we'll see if if there's any other top runners that are coming in from out of town. I don't think any of the Florida guys are going to be, especially in the elite is what I'm referring to. Right. Age age group, uh, you know, it's it varies.
1: Hmm. Cool. I'm looking forward to a good weekend with some good weather, man, and catch some sun. Just have a good time down there, man.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking forward to some nice, warm humidity. You know, that'll, yeah. that'll take out a few people and, uh, you know.
1: I agree. Make, make, the
0: chances better so but
1: uh yeah that cold race in alabama that was that was that was that was it was tolerable but i mean it was a little on the cold side for me i like a little warmer yes, yes La- absolutely oh the weather at lanier was great man you missed a good race
0: i know i was kind of jealous i didn't realize that it was only one day and
1: uh yeah and uh, that was the I only was bummer
0: to, yeah i should have went but you know i'm trying to stay focused i'm trying to do a lot less spartans this year yeah uh because i want to focus more on um when i can train and train harder a little bit because i got i want to do well in west virginia i want to do well in uh Nor-Am and in uh OCR, ocr world championship right um and then there's one other oh I, i'm planning to do the the vermont beast because i'm going to be up in that area that weekend anyway
1: oh cool we're so. going to do the ultra up there so we'll be up there too
0: yeah, I won't do the ultra, but uh, I'm going to try to do the beast at least.
1: So. Yeah, I think that's a mountain series race, too.
0: Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. So, hopefully we get that, that nice medal that everybody's talking about.
1: Have you ever been there before?
0: No. Oh, no, my god. will be my first trip, so.
1: Man, Killington, it's gorgeous up there. I mean, it's a hard race. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it is just a killer view. It's just pretty. It's pretty landscape, man. That's a fun race. yeah.
0: Yeah, I decided that the beast, because if I try to do the Ultra, I'm gonna be, I got my 35 year class reunion that Saturday. Oh, cool. So, so I
1: don't So you're going to go in uh, there all banged up? <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: going to go in there all banged up. So I figured that the beast would be enough to, to get me banged up and, you know, get some mountain racing done, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, people talk about, the you know, the death march and the uphills, and but to me, man, the downhills were way worse than the uphills to me. Yeah, I, mean, I love downhilling. Those those steep downhills, man, they were just, my hip flexors were killing me by the end of the day. They were just so wore out, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, Which, that's what caused my quads to cramp all
0: the time at the downhills,
1: but. Yeah, man, they had some steep ones there, too. And they had one that had like a mud, it was like the water was like, under the grass, kind of and like flowing down the hill, and then on the second lap, when we did it last year, it just turned into a mudslide. It was, it was insane! Nice, nice, but man, yeah, that's a, as, as many years as you've been doing Spartan, man, you, you got to try that course because to me, out of all the ones I've done on the east coast, that's got to be probably the one with the prettiest landscape. And I mean, the festival area is just a good time, too. It, it was fun.
0: Nice, yeah, it's a check in the block for me. I wanna, wanna try that. I didn't, I didn't really care too much for Tahoe, right? You know. So as as far as the course and stuff like that, West Virginia, I love doing West Virginia.
1: Yes, West Virginia, you know,
0: awesome. which is one of the top ones that I like. Asheville is is great, you know. So I'm looking forward to doing Vermont. You know, if it's if if it's a, as nice as as you know the Noram, which was up in Vermont also in uh, Stratton, you right. know. It should be... I mean, I grew up in that area anyway. All that area up there is pretty, the White Mountains and all that. So, I'm from New England, so...
1: Of course, in the Stratton area, it's, like, really close to Killington, isn't it, and like, 30 minutes away I, or something like that? I think
0: that. it's, like, between 30 and an hour. Right. You know? Yeah, it's not far. So, I mean, it's another ski resort, so...
1: So, how did you do when you went up there to Stratton and running in Uh
0: Stratton, I think... What did I get? The... I placed in the three k because I race all three days. Right, they do they do a a three k on Friday. They do uh, the fifteen k on Saturday. Then they do the team event on Sunday. Right, and I I think I placed on the, I definitely placed on the three k. Can't remember if I placed on the fifteen k or not. So, yeah.
1: I know I watched a lot of the videos and pictures of those obstacles. Man, they had some obstacles that looked super hard. You know, were you able to keep your band on all three races? oh yeah i've
0: done every year uh, since they started back in 2014 when they did the first one in ohio yeah i remember and, that uh i've got every single band I, I always carry them with me when i uh when i go every year i got them on this big giant d ring oh cool all the all the bands that i've earned right so you know i won't i won't lose a band in any of those races you know at least i i try not to so so far knock on wood you know i, I haven't yet but uh I know worlds in in London was I podiumed on the 3k, and then on the 15k I uh, I got stuck on one of the obstacles for about man it must have felt like about 20 30 minutes you so, <laughs> know uh, that cost me podium but uh, but I, I kept my band made it through and and uh, it, it was a hundred obstacle race so.
1: Oh wow! So what was that like going over there to another country? You know, and meeting all those you know foreign people over there. What was it like racing with them, man? Were they just all just cool and excited to be in the oh, yeah. in the race it's, too?
0: It the environment is just so overwhelming sometimes. You know, that especially you know they're just happy to see Americans and happy to see Team Puerto Rico. They're you know they're just very very friendly and you know in every year that we do the the World Championship, it seems like the podium finishes are, are really lean, leaning more towards a lot of the European racers, you know, versus, like, you know, from the beginning back in 2014 where most of the podiums went, you know, to USA. You know, now that level of competition from the Europeans and the Swedens and, and the Germans and South Af- Africans, you know, it's it, they're, it, they're just becoming so much better athletes. You know, and they they focus a lot on the upper body stuff too. so right they can hang on shit for a long time.
1: I bet. I bet that looks like just, it just, to me, it it looks like it would be cool just to be around the different cultures and to be in the different country. You know, it's got to be like another world over there, you know, running on OCR than it is over here.
0: Well, I just like the idea of a world championship that that rotates, you know, from different country to different country, you know? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's what I like, you know, so.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Now with the North American Championship, you know, uh, you know, yeah, of course she's going back up to Vermont, but I'm pretty sure next year I'll probably go either to Canada or Mexico, you know, so.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it'll stay across the pond again for next year, too.
0: Oh, what, the World Championship? Yeah, the World. Oh, yeah, it probably will. It'll probably go, I don't know. I would like to see it go down to, like, South America or Mexico or something.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I've done it. I've done it every year uh, since it started in 2014. It's you know one of my favorite series as far as championship series, and you know, um, you know, it's it's just the level of competition is great, and the obstacles are just awesome. I love the whole you know obstacle completion, and you lose your band, and then you're you know you're pretty much you know done as far as podium wise, but right. uh, you know it's it's just a different atmosphere. You
1: know? Right. I need to get around to doing one of those. Yeah, yeah, should. So, all right, Joe, man. Um, I got a bunch of questions I usually always ask everybody, man. So, uh, what is one of the best races, you know, or to this point, what has been the best race or the most fun race that you've ever done and why?
0: The most fun race, I would say, I would say London, because it was the first time I went overseas and the fact that, that you know a 15k race with almost 100 obstacles was very challenging that was a lot of fun i went with my my little guy my seven-year-old he traveled with me which oh is wow him and i having you know having some uh uh father-son time you know and uh, that was the first time going uh going over He's a little traveler himself
1: man i bet so, that was cool
0: he'll never yeah, forget it was, that it was great it was great that was probably the most fun only because i spent some really good time with him and you know, he got to see his dad race and, you know, stand on the podium and, and went, and, you know, <laughs> so it, it was, it was a good experience.
1: I bet that was cool, man. So, all right. So, what has been like your worst race, the race you hated the most and why?
0: Honestly, Tahoe. Really? I, I think only because I was so unprepared for Tahoe. Um, the climbing, the the air, it was, it was just, it just felt like it was just a climb fest. I, it, after the first mile and a half, it just didn't feel like a race anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was the only race that I've ever felt like it wasn't a race. You know, it was just a climb fest. And so I didn't, I didn't enjoy Tahoe, you know, right. so.
1: And so you did have problems breathing out there coming from Florida?
0: Um, yeah, I will say I did. I will say I did.
1: Cause I've always wanted to go out there but you know the breathing part is and the cold is one thing that's kind of always worried me about it. But uh what was it like getting in that cold water up there?
0: Oh uh, dude that was that was it took your breath away. Let me just say that when you jumped in there. Um and I'm I'm not a very good swimmer. I mean I can do okay with a life jacket. Take the life jacket away and uh, I'm struggling. Right. So So, uh, yeah, no, that took your breath away. And when you got out of that, it took forever to get your body warmed up again. You know, so um, that that part wasn't fun, but Mm -hmm. it was a a pretty venue. It was, you know, nice and just seeing people from different countries and stuff like that, Uh, you know, seeing a lot of your friends and stuff like that. But as far as the actual course itself, I just I didn't enjoy it. I enjoy West Virginia so much more. You know, even though West Virginia has a lot of climbing, yeah, it's just different climbing. Yeah. You know,
1: the weather's usually pretty nice there too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just pretty. It's it's. I, I like running through woods. I like running single track. I like running. You know. Yeah, where you, you can't see where you can't see the top. You know, when you look up and you know you got two miles to get to the top because you can see it. You know, that's that's not fun. Yeah, but,
1: uh, yeah. I like the technical no. trails too, the ones yeah. that are just bushwhacked. That's my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. So, Joe, what is your race ritual, man? Like, what are you doing, like, Friday night? What's your, you know, your post I mean, your pre-race meal? What are you doing the morning before the race? What do you do to recover after the race if you're going to run on Sunday? Tell us what Joe's secrets are, man, to getting on the podium.
0: So, pre-race, you know, I try to to eat some carbs and a little bit of protein and stuff like that. I want to, depending if it's, you know, a super stuff like that i want to get a at least a decent meal you know try to get into bed a, you know relatively early but normally i i don't get to bed till like about 10 o'clock right depending on where we're at uh, i'm good with six hours of sleep six seven hours of sleep you yeah. know prior to a race um i try mm-hmm. to have oatmeal uh for pre race fuel right you know uh that's like kind of my go go-to food in the morning uh I'm very horrible at hydration, so my hydration doesn't start till like, two days prior to the race. Right. You know, uh, I'm just not a big water drinker or stuff like that, so, so I'm always kind of, I call myself naturally dehydrated. So I try <laughs> to, you know, I don't have a hydration problem, uh, you know, when I'm racing where I'm, like, dehydrated, but I know I'm not hydrating as well as I should. So I'm always trying to cram in, you know, plenty of fluids the night before and then the morning of. So um, th- that's, that's you know, hydration part. Um, I try to get to the races early in the morning. I'll, I always wake up early. I'm always up by 4, 3. thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it seems like ready. I, I always
1: see try to get, whether I want to or not.
0: <laughs> get to the race early, you know, try to stretch and relax. A little bit and try to get you know a good mile mile and a half of of kind of warm up run you know, and usually I do that you know sprinting back and forth between who's racing next, you know who's starting next the elites right. are going they're taking off so you know but uh it's always good to kind of clear mind and and get get you know some me time so to speak you know like you know focus on your race that's coming up you know yep so then uh race you know of course you know my go-to drink right after is you know get my beer you know I'll drink my fit eight and you know get my beer and kind of I feel like I get that boost of carbs by drinking that one beer or two and uh and just kind of relaxing and focusing on the next day you know good stretch that evening and yeah. uh you know a couple of uh, supplements protein drinks and stuff like that to get ready for the next day but Primarily, nothing really, really special, you know. And sometimes I find that I run better the second day. I'm a pretty good second-day racer.
1: See, I feel that know? way, too. You, you know, yeah. if I, especially, I don't know what it is about West Virginia, but both times we've gone to West Virginia, I've always cramped during that beast. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the race, I just feel like, man, I, I just died trying to finish that race. But the next morning on the Super, I am ready to go. And just, yeah. my performance is just better. I don't know what yeah. it is, but I am i always feel like I'm good to go on a second-day race, just like you, man.
0: Well, I had a bad race at Alabama that Saturday. I ended up run tra- uh, doing a training run the day before. That ended up being longer than I needed to. and right. So that Saturday, I had a horrible race. Um, and then came back Sunday and just, I mean, I felt so good, so strong.
1: I did, too. You know, I felt uh, faster than, on Sunday uh, than I did
0: other than missing my spear, I mean, I was just hauling butt that Sunday, you know, of course I missed my spear and, you know, my competitor passed me, but nonetheless, you know, it was, it was, I still felt, I got done those burpees and, and was still back on track at a great pace and, you know, um, you know, finished second, but that's, you know, I, I just felt good, you know, compared to that Saturday, that Saturday I felt like, you know, dog doo-doo yeah
1: you know? yeah that that sprint was a fast course in alabama it was really yeah. fast
0: yeah yeah
1: so joe you know, uh, then
0: i just didn't i just work on you know when i get to the obstacles just everything that i've taught myself over the years you know how to do them efficiently muscle you know saving you know muscle energy and stuff like that and you know that's what gets me through you know
1: Right. So, so Joe, having this gym where you train people to do obstacles, what's some of like your quick and like dirty tips for, you know, conquering some of these obstacles? Maybe something that somebody hasn't thought about, you know, that you have a inside scoop on.
0: Well, um, like monkey bars, we at the gym, we primarily teach monkey bars sideways. Right. You know, sideways is really the most efficient way. uh, That's the way I do it. yeah, grip wise, uh, it's it's more secure, especially when they're wet and muddy. Um, so, uh, so we focus on sideways. It's your swing is in the direction of of travel versus sideways when you're doing them regular. So we teach that. A um, couple of the other obstacles we kind of teach. They're not as fast like the rope climb. I always, I still teach the the. The, what they call the, the S-hook or whatever it's called. Right. Um, which is a little bit slower, but it's a little bit more secure.
1: Right. Um, That's what I still use that to this day. I mean, I just, I, I'm, I, I haven't got, I don't trust myself when my heart beats jacked to go in there and try to do it any other method when I know that works, you know?
0: Yeah. Like the J-hook is faster, but I just don't feel secure enough, especially on a muddy rope. Right. You know? So, but some people do it great, you know, but then, uh, so, and then there's a couple other obstacles that we kind of teach different techniques. So, you know, I'm twister. Of course, we try to teach twister, especially for the guys right off the bat. We try to teach them backwards, Right. you know, cause that's the fastest and most efficient way to do it. So yeah, but little, little things like that, you know, proper way to pick up that, the the Atlas ball, you know, you know, to save a little bit of energy and not hurt your back and not, you know, waste a lot of bicep energy and stuff like that, you
1: know. Oh, cool, man. So, uh, Joe, do you have, like, products that you swear by when you're going to a race?
0: As far as, like, supplement products or... or, anything. You know, I've run in in just about every different type of OCR shoes. Uh, I really don't cater to any specific one, but I do have preferences. I think the, the Innovate's are great great shoes to to race in yeah
1: uh, i like them too
0: the salamons i love the salamons uh like the the uh, what's the, the the ones that have those locking laces uh the speed, the speed cross. crosses speed cross Wars. they're great supportive shoes but i find them kind of heavy for, heavy that's for what everybody long. says
1: i've never tried yeah. those but everybody says that they're kind of heavy
0: they're kind of heavy when they get wet and muddy um but they, they're very stable, uh, great traction, you know. Um, so I think my go-to shoe is, if I have a, a preferred choice, it will be an Innovate type shoe, you know. But I still race in all different types. Hell, I I raced, uh, I think it was Alabama in one of my old, old New Balance. Oh, wow. Uh, huh. about, yeah, yeah. So sometimes I sacrifice traction for, for light for and speed. speed. You know, so, and it pays off sometimes, you
1: know. Yeah, I just started so. using, I, had, I they had those King MTs were on sale, and I, I used them in Alabama, and I used them at Lanier this weekend, and I kind of like them. Uh, I bought a brand new pair of Innovates, and I wore them in Jacksonville, and like, I found out they were water resistant, which sucks, because once they dunk under the water, they just hold the water. Yeah. So I had yeah. the King MTs, you know, brand new, and I was like, well, I guess I'll try these then, since my innovates are just deemed trail running shoes now not ocr shoes
0: <laughs> yeah usually when i retire my training i just use them as training shoes so they fall apart so
1: Yep, that's what i do too man yeah. so all right joe man uh uh one of the uh listener questions that uh started asking is what is your 5k pr and what is your 10k pr
0: all right, so if I remember correctly, on my five k PR, which has been a couple of years, which is a funny story because all my PRs that I got, you know, from the one mile, five k, five mile, ten k, I got them between forty seven and and forty eight years old. So it was relatively late in my uh, in my running career, believe it or not. Getting but finer it, with uh,
1: age, like wine.
0: It was uh, a high seventeen. It was like a seventeen oh, fifty one. Yeah, right now I can pull off like an 1830, 35 around there. That's for quick. For my 5K. Uh, my 10K, let me see if I remember correctly. That was. Jeez. It was like a 37 and some change. Holy crap. Some, for my 10K. <laughs> That's yeah.
1: quick, man. Yeah.
0: I see so, why you've been um,
1: dominating the masters and your age groups for so long.
0: Yeah, I've been able to, uh, I don't think I can run a 37 now, but, uh, you know, at least in the 38s, high 38s, I'm pretty sure I can pull off a 10K in that. Um, So, yeah, 5K right now I can probably do in, you know, mid-1830s, so.
1: That's awesome, man. So, I've always wanted to just break a 20-minute 5K and get under 20, I've never been able to do it, but I haven't been really practicing for it either, but. (laughs) Man, able you're that. <laughs> hey, I turned forty this year. Maybe my time's coming. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You
0: get you become a more mature runner after
1: <laughs> in your forties. Yep. Maybe I just need to become more mature. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and get some more focus in my in in my life.
0: There you go.
1: So, there Joe, go. man, what's your favorite cheat meal, man? And give me something good, man. Don't give me some bullshit. My favorite
0: what?
1: Cheat meal, man.
0: Cheat meal, oh, dude, if you saw what I ate, it's, I mean, to put it this way, I do building maintenance, so I'm on the road a lot, I right. drive, and, and when you're on the road a lot, you can't find a good place to eat.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, so, at least once a week, maybe twice a week, I'll have a, a on double cheeseburger from uh, from McDonald's, the uh, the McDouble. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have to sneak in a, a uh, like today, uh, uh, you know vanilla milkshake you know oh so just yeah to, just to boost <laughs> on those carbs you know but uh um,
1: just car backloading you know. man that's what you're doing <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but most of the time I, I try to eat relatively healthy you know i don't have like a specific you know
1: plan You uh,
0: buy. yeah plan that i follow but uh you know i don't eat fried foods is you know or try not to and stuff like that but you know when you work on the road a lot you know a cheat day you know happens more than once
1: oh yeah well joe man i'm out of questions man is there anything you want to add to this or let people know like where they can find you
0: yeah yeah i mean if there's anybody in the jacksonville area come by and check us out at get a core fitness if you want uh you want to you know increase your obstacle uh proficiency and stuff like that you know we got a good crew with you know with bruce jackson and uh evan sumners and you know a few others logan bernhardt trains at the at the gym and you know everybody knows uh the bearded one you know so, you know, come by and check us out and, you know, hit us up whenever you want. Um, uh, you know, and yeah, come hang out and, you know, enjoy some fun.
1: That's awesome, man. I wish I was closer to y'all. I would definitely come down here and hang out.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, another thing I have to say is, just, you know, you know, set your goals and uh, stay focused. You know, our our our, our model for Get A Core Fitness, you know, it's core, challenge ordinary, you know, reward excellence. It's you know, challenge ordinary, you know, it's set your goals and, and, uh, you know, everybody's just a simple person and, you know, you set high expectations, you meet those goals. And when you meet those goals is, is you reward yourself, you know, reward or, you know, uh, reward excellence, you know, it's, you know, it's always nice to pat yourself on the back and treat yourself and then, you know, set your next goal, you know? So, you know, that's what course, you know, it's all about is challenging the ordinary and, and rewarding the excellence, you know?
1: That's cool, Joe. That sounds like yeah. a good motto for a gym to go by, too, man. It makes a lot of oh, sense.
0: Yeah. yeah, and, you know, we had the folks to prove it, you know. You can see the uh, podium finishes that we've been racking up this year, you know, both in the Spartan and the uh, road races. So it's, uh, you know, it's good, good motto to live by, you know.
1: That's awesome, Joe. Well, hey, man, I'll see you in uh, Palm Beach next weekend, bro. All
0: right, brother. We'll have a beer together.
1: Yeah, man. Take care. All right. Take it easy. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Joe again for taking the time to talk to us. If you live in the Jacksonville area, you need to check out his gym. It's get, G-E-T-T hyphen I-T-T core fitness. They got a Facebook page and a web page. So check that out. I want to thank everybody that come up to me in Lake Lanier and said that they listen to the podcast and they enjoy it. It means a lot. I always enjoy uh, talking to the listeners. I'll be in Palm Beach in i think it's boca raton florida next weekend come up to me and say what's up uh probably going to maybe do one extra lap on each day so if anybody wants to hang out or whatever just come up to me and let me know follow us on facebook and instagram we'll see you at the next race later